Across the country, Native Americans have been hit especially hard by COVID-19. According to the U.S. CDC, they've been hospitalized about four times as often as white Americans and died at twice the rate. By contrast, Maine's Penobscot Nation has seen only about 50 cases. As part of our deep dive on the anniversary of the pandemic, I spoke with Candy Henderley, the Penobscot Nation's health director, about how the numbers have been kept so low. Um, We acted early and we acted very conservatively. So whatever guidelines were coming through, we really took a hard look at and said, is this the best fit for the community? Does this protect the elders most effectively? And we tended to err on the side of caution, especially given that so many people here are vulnerable. Native Americans are disproportionately impacted. They have a much higher level of um, comorbidities and diabetes and other high risk factors. So whatever the guidelines were, we just took it just a little bit further to be more diligent. So take me through how that strategy has played out when it comes to vaccination. So I I know the tribe has taken a different approach than the strictly age-based strategy from the state. How was that created? So the CDC's guidance was actually a pretty good starting place to develop the vaccine plan. But what we really did is we took it and we took it apart and looked at it and said, does each of these parts, does this really fit the community? What would we change about it? Um, Do we agree with this assessment of the priorities? And then obviously essential workers was a pretty easy easy decision to make to go first, just because we ourselves don't want to be vectors for spreading the disease. And then from there, obviously, the next priority level was those elders that the community was concerned about. So we vaccinated the elders. And from there, we moved on to people with um, high risk conditions, because that is one of the reasons why the community is so vulnerable is because of those high risk medical conditions. Around this point, we are finishing up some of the tribal employees, daycare workers, teachers, Um, essential workers, but it looks like probably here shortly we'll be opening to 18 and older. So, One thing that stood out to me about the tribe's plan as well is that it actually prioritizes people living in transient situations like those experiencing homelessness. Uh, Why were those populations included? Um, As part of our services at the health department, we have people in medication-assisted treatment for substance use disorder which again disproportionately affects Native Americans and people in recovery or people who are not yet ready to enter recovery uh, sometimes struggle with transient housing. So we we do have some community members who rely on homeless shelters or rely on transient housing situations or couch surfing for lack of a better term in order to, to have shelter and we've run into people who needed to quarantine but didn't have a stable housing situation. So the tribe actually set aside housing units for people who were who needed to quarantine, who you know didn't have a, a safe way to do that. But we identified that those people were vulnerable in a way that we hadn't previously considered because of their housing situation. They were high risk. So it was a, a social need rather than a medical need that made them high risk. And that's one of the reasons why we included them in a higher priority level for the distribution. So overall, how has the vaccine rollout gone so far? It's actually going really well. I know some sites have been using uh, mass distribution events. We took a different approach. We actually are doing daily clinics with a smaller volume. One of the things I like about the daily scheduling is that it's been more flexible in terms of getting people in, transportation issues. Obviously, there are concerns around public transportation with COVID and things like that. 
I think we've at least 24 or 25% of the population has gotten at least one shot. And I think we're around 17% for fully vaccinated. So we're a wee bit ahead of the state of Maine. Yeah. So, so seeing how this has gone, what do you think things look like for the tribe over the next few months in terms of, you know, potentially getting closer to normal? Since the beginning, the tribe has really taken a public health driven approach in terms of its shutdown and its services. Um, they've made a monumental commitment to their employees and to the tribal community that they're not going to take unnecessary risks. I, I do see us heading in the reopening direction. I think the vaccine is going to make a huge effort. So I think we're headed in that direction, but we're probably going to end up moving a little slower than the rest of the state, just for the same reason that we've been more conservative all along, which is that this is a very vulnerable population and the tribe is absolutely committed to not losing anyone to this epidemic. That's Candy Henderly, the health director for the Penobscot Nation, talking about the tribe's COVID-19 response and vaccination approach. She says the tribe expects to open vaccinations to all members 18 years and older next week. To learn more about the plan and see more from our deep dive series, go to mainpublic.org coronavirus. At the site, you can also sign up to join a virtual discussion with Maine Public's reporters and hosts about the series on Wednesday, May 24th, excuse me, March 24th at 6.30 p.m. Again, that's at mainpublic.org slash coronavirus.